Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello and welcome to episode 75 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And today we will be discussing the Moon Spinners, which is another Haley Mills classic. Sure. I loved it. Mm, uh, we'll talk. <laughs> All right, it's time for the 30 second Disney Dash. Are you ready? Yeah. On your mark. Get set. Go. It takes place in Crete. We have Haley Mills and then this other, you know, mysterious British dude. And the British dude is in some trouble. He discovers this whole plot with these jewels that he's supposed to be watching. Haley Mills stumbles into it. I can't remember her character's name. Her aunt is there. And then there's these crazy, like, mafia-like guys. And they try and kill her and him. And then they escape. And they get the jewels back. Wow, 28. 28. Top that. I'm not going to be able to. Go. I don't know what happened in this movie. There was this girl and her aunt, and they were traveling, and then they ran into this guy, and she, like, fell in love with him, but he was, like, a thief, but he wasn't actually a thief. He was trying to figure out some mystery, and there was this dude that was, like, trying to kill him, and I still don't really know why, and then there was this old lady who had these jewels and helped him, and she had a cheetah. I don't know. 19. Katie, I literally just told you what happened. But I still don't get it. But why? Because I don't know. Do you need me to explain the movie to you? I'm about to read the plot. Okay. (laughs) You can explain it to me if you want. No, go for it. No, go ahead. No. I want to learn about this with you. Tell me the plot, and if I feel I need to expand upon it, I I will expand upon it. Okay. The plot from Disney itself. Set against the sun bleached beauty of the Isle of Crete. Which is beautiful. I've been there. You have. The story pits a young English tourist against a wily Greek jewel thief, mistaken identities, and perilous escapes, including a nail-biting battle with a windmill, lead the junior junior mist detective to a final confrontation aboard the yacht of an eccentric millionaire with a passion for priceless gems and pet cheetahs. Look, I got the cheetah right. I mean, that does a pretty good job of explaining what the movie's about. I don't know, man. I'm just, like, genuinely floored at the fact that you didn't like this movie because I thought it was really intriguing. Like, it was one of those films to me that was, like, like a murder mystery, but in movie form. It was supposed to be, like, a Hitchcock-style movie. Um, Like, a mystery, yeah, like you said, but I don't know, like... And I'm genuinely shocked that you liked it as much as you did because after it was over, I was like... So, that movie, and Meg's like, I really liked it. I was like, oh. I, like, I seriously, like, I would watch it again. I think this is the first time this has ever happened. I just, so, okay, so this is what happens. We've got the the girl, which I can't remember her name. Okay, Nikki, who is Haley Mills. So, we have Nikki and her aunt, who are just going on vacation. Mm Mm-hmm. And they are going to Crete, and then they were supposed to stay at this resort called the Moon Spinners, but for whatever reason... Um, the owner doesn't like British people and didn't want to rent them a room. Do you get why he doesn't like British people? No. Because he was the one that was watching the jewels and he was assuming any British person was a spy. Hmm. 
And was going to find out that he stole them. Correct. Did he steal them? I don't think so. Okay. I think that it was the the guy who helped them at that mansion. I think he's oh. the one that stole them. Okay. Okay. okay and then okay. he was using the guy at the moon spinners as kind of his, like, I guess the right word would be liaison. So, like, he was holding them and he was going to do the handoff to get him the money. Okay. For the jewels. Okay. So in all of this, the the man or the young boy really Mark Mark young man who got in trouble for this back in England because he worked at the bank where they were stored. Mm-hmm. He was close friends with whose jewels those were. He was literally just dropping the jewel off at that lady's house on his way home from work, and he didn't do the proper protocol of like security and everything because he thought it would be fine and it wasn't somebody must have known that he was doing it because as he was going to deliver them he got like hit on the back of the head and the jewels got stolen from him so he was basically like exiled in a way like bad rep you're not going to get any jobs anywhere whatever so then he was like well my only way out of this is if i figure all of this out because i know that like i didn't take them So somebody had to have taken them. So then he got, he like caught some lead about Crete and he went there and he figured out that it was in the Bay of Dolphins. So that's why he kept going out diving there every day because he was diving to try and find where the jewels were so that he could take them back and then go back to England and clear his name. Okay. Is this making more sense? Yeah, but it's not making me like it any better. So it's putting it into perspective for me, but... So, yeah, so then, so then Nikki stumbles into Mark's life, and Mark kind of doesn't really want her, he, he likes her, but he doesn't want her to get involved in this because he truly thinks that it's dangerous, so he wants to, like, keep her away so that she doesn't get hurt in all of this, but then that doesn't work out, and she does get caught up in it because she finds him when he's injured, And it all stumbles from there. And then Nikki helps him figure out the yacht is where the jewels are going. So then she sneaks out to go board the yacht and then just like spills the beans to this millionaire-ess and is like, listen, these jewels, like, you can't buy them because this is literally Mark's, like, proof that he's innocent. Please don't buy them. And... And then somehow she convinces the lady to be on her side and they get the jewels back. How did you get all that? Like, now that you've explained it to me, like, straight out, okay. But, but how maybe did you like, get that watching it? I, I don't know. I just followed it. I couldn't follow it, man. Maybe if you had been able to follow it, you would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm happy for you. I also really love Haley Mills. And I loved how she, like... Looked older. Yeah, she was. She was very she cute. Was actually, eighteen. Yeah. So anyway, we kind of went off a little bit on there. So let's talk about the history of the Moon Spinners. It's the most descriptive we've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> it was released on July second of nineteen sixty four. That's Teddy's birthday. It is Teddy the kitty cat's birthday. Teddy Petrus, July second. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's an American mystery film. And it stars Haley Mills, Eli Wallach, and Peter McGenrian. 
Um, it's a story about a jewel thief hiding on the island of Crete. It was produced by Walt Disney Productions, and it was based on a novel by Mary Stewart um, and also directed by James Nielsen. So it features the, quote, legendary silent film actress Pola Negri in her final screen performance. Is that the ant or something? No, that's the lady with the cheetah. Oh, okay. The film features gorgeous on-location photography in Crete by Paul Beeson. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 63%. Now that Meg explained it to me, I'll give it a 63, but before then I was like, mm, 20. <laughs> I'm like at 90. I love Oh my it. god. That was so good. I also just like, Crete was a beautiful background. It was really cool yeah. because there were some parts where I was like, oh my gosh, I saw that. Yeah, I remember you saying that at the one point. That was cool. I was not with Meg on that trip. No, she was not. Sad day. All right, some fun facts. So, Pola Negri, who... Well, I'm going to actually find out what her actual name was in there. Oh, Madame Habib. That's right. That's right. Um, She had actually been retired for about 20 years when Disney himself came and convinced her to come out of retirement just to make this film. She had a pretty short scene, so it couldn't have taken that much convincing. It would probably just be one day on set. I think it's funny, though. So she's been retired for 20 years, and she, we find out that, what from what you just read, that she was a silent film yeah. actress. And now, so here she is, like, because a lot a changed job. in 20 years, yeah. you know? Um, despite good reviews and Haley Mills having a popularity with young audiences at this time, still, this film did kind of fail at the box office. Um, so instead of reissuing it in the theaters... It was shown two years later in three parts on the Disney Sunday night TV show, which we was see a lot. It was a popular occurrence. Mm-hmm. I believe it was, oh yeah, it was split into three parts. Um, so it cost $5 million, and that made this, this made this at the time was one of the Disney Studios' most expensive live action movie productions. Probably because like it had like that like... Thriller, action. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, action, special effect type scenes or, like, stunt scenes that you would have to do. And, like, makeup. Like, you had all, like, the blood and shot and stuff. Um, The name of the pet cheetah. having to go to Crete for filming and everything for part of it. It was also filmed in England, though, so it was, like, half and half, but still. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. The cheetah's name, very important, was Shalimar. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was originally supposed to just be a domestic cat, but when um, Pola Negri read the script, she was like, we should make it a cheetah. So they did. <laughs> I mean, that, I cool. thought it was a cool touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to be sad about this. This is the fifth of the six films that Haley Mills made for Walt Disney. I think that we're coming up quick, too, on her next, on her last one. Is she in The Monkey's Uncle? No, that was an ep- No. Um, from cello. Never mind, I don't know what she's in. Um, at the time of filming, actress Joan Greenwood, who played the aunt, was married to actor Andre Morel, who was the yacht captain. Ooh. Mm. Behind the scenes romance. Mm. More romance. Last fun fact, this was Haley Mills' first on-screen kiss. I thought she did a good job. Falling in love with this dude you knew for two days? Classic Disney. You know. Classic Disney. It was cute. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so characters. We have, first up is Nikki, who that is played by Haley Mills. So Nikki is, I think she's meant to be about 18 in this film. No? I don't know. 
16, 17, 18. I don't know. Something like that. Um, 1920. 1920. <laughs> but she comes on holiday with her aunt. In the book, she travels alone. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and she comes across as kind of just one of those people that is, like, aware of her surroundings, you know? So, like, she's there and she notices um, Mark, like, almost immediately. Like, they, like, they both do. It's kind of just, like, connection. They had a zing. They had a zing. Um, but I, I mean, I like her story arc. She comes across as kind of this just almost, I kind of want to compare her to, like, this growth of being, like, the, imagine the parent trap. And she is the dad's daughter. And she goes from, like, properly proper to, like, rugged. You know what I mean? She learns to let go and be a little bit more adventurous. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she definitely has the adventure bug, though. She's, like, not... She's not nervous to just, like, go and help this guy. She's all about it. Um... I kind of view her as a Gryffindor in this film. Hmm, I was going to say Hufflepuff. Really? Yeah, because she wants to help in any way she can. She barely knows this dude, but she's like, I'm a, you need a new shirt? You need a first aid kit? I got you. I just view it as very brave because she literally almost got killed. That's true. You saying Hufflepuff wouldn't lay down their life? No. It's just very courageous. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um... We have Eli Wallach as Stratos. So Stratos is the bad guy. This dude, I didn't like him at all. No, he was pretty annoying. So he was like the owner or manager of the Moonspinners. And he also was the one that was doing the handoff of the jewels and the one that had hidden the jewels and was always out there patrolling. Oh, he made me yawn. Excuse me. I'm sorry if I made anybody else yawn right there. Um, You're thinking of it. You're thinking of, oh, and there it happens. <laughs> um, and he is just not a nice man. I mean, first of all, he is blatantly being, I don't know if racist is the right word, but like, you know, prejudice against. He was digging through their stuff when they're at yeah, the wedding. That Yeah, that's like not okay. He's definitely being prejudiced towards British people. Yeah. Um, On top of that, he literally is just kind of, he just had, like, no hold on anything. Like, he, you know, anything to get this jewel to where it needed to go and to keep it protected. Like, to the point where he was willing to kill two people. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it's probably, like, a hundreds of thousands of dollars transaction, but, like... Sheesh. He didn't do a very good job of not looking guilty, though. Mm-mm. He was like, oh, uh, that guy, he, uh, checked out. Right? Uh, I know. I thought the same thing. I was like, <laughs> well, that's not obvious. Right? Like, clearly she's like, mm, what's up? Um, Stratos is, like, just a Death Eater. Oh, my God. I'm gonna agree with that because... Death Eaters, like, just like to follow along after Voldemort and la-di-da. They don't really know, like, what morals are. So this dude clearly had some problems. Yeah. Um, Next up we have Mark, who is played by Peter McEnry. So he is the British guy who's in trouble trying to get the jewels back to Claire's name. 
and the love interest of Nikki. Uh, he has to be a Gryffindor. Yeah. Or a Slytherin because yeah. dude goes all the way out of the way. I mean, his name has been thrown in the dirt, so he's got to do something, right? And it's driving him so much, so nuts. Like, he won't just, like, go to another country and try to start over. He's like, no, I'm writing my name. Yeah. I'm clearing my name. And he goes all the way to Crete and, like, does all this James Bond action stuff. Honestly. Yeah. Just this, what, apparently this dude that just, like, works at a bank. Right. <laughs> I kind of want to put him in Slytherin. He's just super ambitious to, like, even think to, I don't know, I guess... It's also courageous. He's a... He's a... Grifferin. Grifferin. Or, or a Slitherdor. Jinx, you me coke? <gasps> yes. All right, next is Alexis. Alexis. I don't really know... Like, we we see him a lot, but we don't really know much of him. Like, he's just like I this super, super helpful kid. I think that he is Stratos' nephew. Yeah. Um, but he's just like there at your beck and call. Yeah. Just wants you to, like, know everything about his country and, like, just super proud of, like, his culture, which is really cool. I thought that they were trying too hard to make him sound like English was his second language. I agree with that. It was, like, too broken? Mm-hmm. Well, no, he'd be Not speaking Not too fine. broken, but it was, like, he had a perfect English accent, but then he would, like, talk like English wasn't his first language. Yes, it was, like, on like too on purpose. So it's, like... Either get somebody who's actually that ethnicity that has the correct accent, or like just have GTFO. Him speak, man. Yeah. yeah, just yeah, just have him speak like normal. I don't know. And if that's really the way he talked, that's cool. It just sounded like it was. We don't I, want it to be over dramatized. Yeah, I feel like it was just done too much. Like that's not actually what he should have sounded like. But yeah. um, I would put Alexis probably in Hufflepuff because yep. he's very loyal to his friends. Yep. Wants to help. Um, I'm gonna do one more. We can do Madam Habib. So this is the millionaire who is super interested in gems, who's buying this jewel gem from Stratos for her collection. But she does have a heart. Yeah, you would think like it's kind of scary because she's like this almost creepy old woman, like super rich on this big boat and. This random teenage girl comes in and she, like, gets her drunk and tries to get the story out of her. And I don't know, man. You'd think that she would just be like, "Mm, nope, dispose of her. Yeah. But she isn't a villain at all. Yeah, no, she's like, you would... She's set up to be the perfect villain, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't turn out to be the perfect villain. And I appreciated that. Mm -hmm. And for that, I put her in Ravenclaw. Ooh, she does seem like very much like a Ravenclaw. She's just very wise. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I don't know, just smart with, like, her decisions and what she does, and she's intuitive. and She seems very articulated. Yeah. I like I liked her. All right. The fun part. The fun part for you. The favorite part of the movie and character. So my favorite character is, like, a thousand percent Nikki. I loved her. thought she was super B.A. She saves the day, quite literally. She does, actually. Um... Great, like, heroine. I loved her. She comes across as just this, like, young girl on vacation and then all of a sudden is changing Mark's life by helping him figure out how to get this gem and, like, fully invested in in 
you know, freeing his name, basically. He died. She was going to die for him. He would have died first. He would have died too, yeah. But, like, yeah, they both were going to get the axe. Let's be honest. Like, you know, Stratus wasn't coming back to the windmill just to untie her and let her go back to her aunt, you know? Yeah. Um, so Nikki's definitely my favorite character. My favorite scene, I really loved the windmill scene. I thought it was really good. Did you hate it? No, I just, I honestly don't, I don't know. I don't have, I can't, this movie was really hard for me to follow. I don't know why. So, like, I have very broken pieces of it in my brain. I just thought that it was really, like, it was exciting and daring and... The whole idea of, like, that was the only way out was to jump onto the actual windmills and then, like, they're spinning around and Nikki is trying to get off of it and then she kind of does. She, like, falls not so gracefully off of it, but, like, sort of slowly so that she doesn't injure herself. Um, But I just thought that it was good because you see Alexis go up, untie her, get her down, show her how to get down, and then you kind of have to just, like, wait for Nikki to take the jump And then Mark is about to, like, come up there and help her, but then he's injured because he's shot in his arm and he can't do it. He, like, can't hold on tight enough. So then she's just like, no, no, it's I'll do it, I'll do it. And then she does it. Bravery. Yeah. You know, I'm getting confused because we just watched the new version of the first Pokemon movie and there was a windmill in that, too. Oh, yeah. I'm getting real mixed up in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) What's, uh, who's your favorite character? Um... I'll go with Mark, because he was like, no, man. I'm not letting someone I don't even know ruin my reputation. Yeah. Anyone after it. I don't, his life. Yeah, ruin his, his life. whole life. Like, he'd have to start over. And he not only got his name cleared, he got a pretty girl out of it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and my favorite scene, probably, like, when they show up on that yacht, and they walk. she walks into that room and that cheetah's there. Yeah, because I was cool. just like, "Whoa, got a cheetah!" Mm-hmm. And it purred. Um, is that it? Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Stratos, just because he's a bad guy and he has no good qualities, and I'm not a fan. And my f- least favorite scene, um, probably whenever Mark is trying to get the um. No, Stratos is in the Bay of Dolphins getting the jewels, and then Mark is coming to, like, attack him and get them. I thought that the fight that they had was a little bit overacted, but that's me being picky. Because you loved this movie. I really did. Uh, my least favorite is probably Stratos, just because he was a really, he was just a creep. Yeah, he's not a nice he guy. He was not a good guy, and he was the in-between of a heist, and uh, he was just kind of scum. Um, <laughs> Lee's favorite scene. I didn't really like when um, Nikki. I didn't like any of it. I didn't really like when Nikki found Mark like in that crypt, because it was just a weird place, and I thought the acting was kind of weird there. But that's just me. You're kind of weird. I I agree with you. <laughs> um, what we took away from it. To be brave. And don't let people walk all over you. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was gonna say, but I like that. Don't let people tell you how you have to live your life because 
they think that you're guilty of something. When you know you're not, make sure that it's known that you're not. And don't let anyone underestimate you. Yeah. Because Nikki, as Meg said, looks like this, just this young, carefree girl. And she is. But she's on vacations, But she actually has, like, this brave heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, don't, and she's the one that saved the day. Tis true. Mm-hmm. I rate this movie a 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. You can uh, take that recommendation. Go ahead. I fully, like, uh, think that Meg is, like, entitled to that 100% because I don't know what my problem was. I just couldn't get into it. And that's okay. I don't know. Maybe I was just too tired, you know? Maybe. It happens sometimes. Yeah. Maybe that's why we hated, like, The Sword in the Rose so much or Rob Roy or... No, those were really no, just bad. No, those are just bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Oh, boy. All right, give me that Disney memory. All right, this one comes from Melissa. Dear Megan and Katie, I thought I'd share with you one of my most cherished Disney memories. As my family has always loved Disney and Disney movies, my dad used to rent my two sisters and I seven videos for $7 for seven days at the local video store. The movies he rented were mostly always Disney family films because they were included in the special. Most often, our seven movies would be the same. A mix of Swiss Family Robinson, Pollyanna, Snowball Express, Blackbeard's Ghost, The Parent Trap, among others. We loved each of these movies, but as a family, we especially loved Swiss Family Robinson. How many times we watched that movie as a family, I couldn't even tell you, and once my nieces were old enough, we'd watch it with them as well. It holds a dear place in each of our hearts. We never had the chance to go to Disneyland as children, but as adults, we have gone as a family several times. The first time I went to Disneyland in 2005, I knew that at Disney, I knew that at Disneyland they had changed the Swiss Family Treehouse to Tarzan's Treehouse before we went, and I was a little sad that it had been changed, but I understood that they have to keep up with the current trends as well. Fast forward to 2016, my parents decided for their 45th wedding anniversary they wanted to go on a big trip as a family, so we went on a 14-day trip. To Disney World. That's awesome. Yes. My parents insisted on paying for everything. That's even more awesome. We stayed at the French Quarter Hotel, had 10-day passes to the parks, ate at all the fancy restaurants, and just had a wonderful time. But this memory is from the very first day. We entered Magic Kingdom, and we're headed towards the Jungle Cruise when we looked up and saw it. All caps. The Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. I just assumed that it was changed like the one in Disneyland. I may have squealed. Not an attractive moment for a 32-year-old, but understandable in my opinion. I know that it's just a replica from an old movie that that honestly most people don't know about and it's not even a ride, but walking through that treehouse was so special. It made me feel in that one moment, practically the first moment of our trip, that every moment to follow in that trip was going to be magical. And it was magical with many other cherished Disney moments. But seeing the water wheel and the fridge and mother and father's room and seeing the pipe organ that they brought over from the ship, hearing the pipe organ music... They played when they all danced with Roberta. I mean, come on, magic. We waved to my parents from the top of the treehouse and just were gobsmacked to be in the treehouse. Though it was just a brief moment at the start of our time in Disney World, it really touched me. It was a surprise gift to us all. Cheers, Melissa from Langley, Canada. Oh, and she sent a picture which says, quote, attached here is photo evidence of my glee and it's her in the (laughs) treehouse. That's awesome. That is so cool because, and I especially like it because that thing is still there. It is. It is an old movie. You you would think that they would have rethemed it, but it's cool that they didn't for these exact reasons right here. Because I'm sure someone else too was like, oh my god, like I used to watch this all the time as a kid or something yep. like that. And I love that you got to have that moment. 
It's there for the older Disney fans, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's so cool. Yeah. That is... That's the best way to start your vacation. Yes. And I love that it was a surprise. All right. So thank you, Melissa. And if you, lovely listener, would like to share your Disney memory with us, email us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It can be absolutely anything Disney related. So just send it in and we'll be sure to feature it on the show. Oh, that's still me. Grown Up Kids can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. So make sure you subscribe so you can get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can also find us on social media at Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast on Facebook, and at Grown Up Kids Pod on Instagram. We will be relaunching our Patreon sometime soon as well. Maybe super soon now that we're all stuck at home. (laughs) Um, So be on the lookout for more information. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to watch Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. I'm so excited. Ahead of next week's episode. And don't forget, adults are only kids grown up anyway. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. <laughs> <laughs>